Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast presented by Horicon Bank. Banking on Business is aimed at helping entrepreneurs grow their business with practical strategies you can start using today. We are all about engaging our local business community and connecting with other small businesses to raise each other up. Hosted by yours truly, Grace Bruins, marketing officer at Horicon Bank, turned podcaster, at least for the next 20 minutes. Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast presented by Horicon Bank. Today, we are talking with Allison Gossman, co-owner of Sweet and Salty Pig in Fond du Lac and the Tipsy Pig in North Fond du Lac. And I'm sensing a theme here, Allison, which I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you about today. I can't wait to talk about taking something that you love to do, but you're starting to get bored with it, you know, and finding a way to reinvent that and really go out on your own and chase that dream that you had with your business partner, Janice. So welcome. I'm glad you're here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. So Allison, let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit better okay. with a rapid fire intro to the expert. This is our rapid fire intro to the expert. I fire off the questions and you answer as quickly as you can. Are you ready to play? Where did you grow up? Fond du Lac. Are you an extrovert or introvert? Extrovert. Okay. What's the best part about owning and running a restaurant? I'd have to say being my own boss, but also being able to employ other people and give them a job that they enjoy and a place that they enjoy coming. I think that's next level business ownership, isn't it? It's like, I love what I do, but now I get to help other people love what they do too. Yeah. I lost the rapid fire part of this, but okay, I, sorry. I, I love that. <laughs> um, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? Oh man, I don't know. I don't really ever get days off. I like to spend a lot of time with our, our sons. Um, we don't have a lot of free time to do fun things. Sure. So last time we went bowling and that was just a lot of fun. Just little yeah, little things. Take advantage of the time you have. Yep. All right. And since we're coming up on Christmas, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Probably picking out our Christmas tree. Um, we all go together and decide on one tree that we like. And the boys usually run around the rest of the trees and play hide and seek and chase each other. And, and that sounds it. fun. Yeah, and then we go home and have hot <laughs> chocolate and get all the stuff out ready to decorate. Oh, that's a sweet, that's a good memory. <laughs> Something to look forward to every year. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So before we get into your story, Allison, of the sweet and salty pig, let's go into our marketing minute. Okay. Now, you have a pet, at least I one, do. right? We do, we do. One dog. We have one dog. We also have a turtle. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. What's your dog's name? Louie. Okay. Louie, who ran away this morning. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> Now, in September 2011, Ryan Cohen and Michael Day dropped out of college to pursue their online pet food startup, Chewy. Have you heard of Chewy? Oh, yes. Okay. Have mm -hmm. you ever used Chewy? I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're going to know the story. Mm -hmm. They tried to raise money, but investors weren't interested because Amazon was already established in the market. Oh. People said, you're not, you're not going to make it. Okay. Fast forward five years. Chewy overtook Amazon as the biggest online pet food retailer in America. Now, keep in mind, Chewy isn't cheaper. There's no prime delivery. The difference is customer service. Where Amazon was faceless, Chewy treated customers like family. So as a customer, you have probably experienced a few mm -hmm. of these things. Mm -hmm. Every customer is welcomed with a handwritten card. They employ 100 different artists whose sole job is to paint customers' pets. Okay. And those portraits are then mailed to unsuspecting customers just to surprise and delight. Yeah. If they hear of a pet passing away, they'll send a bouquet of flowers and a condolence note. 
is really sweet. Mm -hmm. And if you buy the wrong dog food, customer service will tell you, don't worry about returning it. We'll refund you. Just donate the item to a pet shelter. Very nice. Yeah. So even if listeners who have their business and and they don't have the biggest budget for delighting customers, Mm -hmm. surprising customers in that way like Chewy does, consider service you provide to your customers. Does it look different? from your competitors and how can you show your customers that you care and offer that different experience Mm -hmm. which it sounds like you're doing for your employees as well offering we try yeah yeah we definitely try we really enjoy it they're more like family i would say than staff we close down two weeks out of the year um, once in the winter and once in the summer so that everybody can just kind of take a break and regroup Mm -hmm. um, including us so but that way the employees know ahead of time they can book their trips they can you know plan ahead and that seems to everybody seems to enjoy that that's really nice and i'm sure for you and janice both you've you've worked in restaurant business so you understand the need for taking a break Mm -hmm. and having that minute and having having your employers invest in that time for you as an employee that's going to be pretty huge yeah sometimes you just need to step back and especially with you know the front of the house that deals with you know the customers and are the face of the restaurant all the time Mm -hmm. I mean granted we are the owners but we are in the back we are the head chefs and we do all the cooking so I don't get to be out front on a daily basis like they do you know whether it's a great you know very generous customer or a customer that you just can't please Mm -hmm. that's a lot for them to deal with you know on a daily basis so yeah so speaking of you being in the kitchen you get a chance to really surprise and delight customers with the way that you have different specials at the sweet and salty pig at the tipsy pig you guys do that you have, you have daily specials, but you decide on them every week. So yes. your menu is constantly changing. Yes, it is. We like to keep things fresh. Uh, we like to keep it seasonal and just always changing because that way you're not, I mean, our, our menu we have changed, you know, maybe twice a year we change, tweak okay. a few things. But overall, it's it's stayed fairly the same since we've opened and that's been almost five years. Mm-hmm. So... The specials are a way for us to be creative, to show people new things that they might not regularly see or be a little bit hesitant to try, but yet they'll think, okay, it's only one day, I got to have to try it. Yeah, yeah. Because your specials don't always come back, right? No, no. Uh, There's some that have (laughs) never come back, and there's some that maybe we've repeated a few times, but... Okay, so if you don't come in today and Mm -hmm. get the special, you might not get it. (laughs) Yeah, yep. (laughs) Exactly. Or there's specials where I don't, I just kind of create something. I don't use a recipe. So it might never be, <laughs> it honestly might never be the same You're again. You're never going to get it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's yep. got to be really fun and, and freeing for you, you know, as a chef to be able to have that opportunity to just create and try something new. Yeah, it is. It, it's a lot of fun. We we have a lot of fun experimenting and then and just kind of coming up with the ideas. Uh, we really build off of each other during our meetings where we come up with the specials. So it, it is fun. And you do, you were telling me you do meetings weekly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're always in the same spot. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> same spot, same sides of the booth. Um, we have to do it pretty much the same or we're not in the flow. Well, it's clearly worked for almost <laughs> five years. So you keep, keep going with what works, I think. Sounds good. So that opportunity to, to try something unique, do something different, that's really what brought you into wanting to open the sweet and salty pig, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yes, it did. We had worked together at a restaurant 
in the same town for about 13 years. And we had just kind of grown. I'm a little tired of the same, same old, same old, as mm-hmm. most people do with the job, you know, for that long. And an opportunity came. We found this empty place. It had been sitting vacant for almost a year. And it was, a uh, rent was available as well. So that was, uh, we didn't have enough funds to purchase a building okay. but since it was available for rent it worked for us and everything just kind of fell into place after that mm-hmm. so what were those early days like i mean was there a lot of i assume a lot of nervousness a lot oh, of anxiety yes. oh <laughs> yes for sure why don't you talk about that well it took us a couple months to just get the building up to shape it was it'd been sitting empty for so long and it was just it needed uh, a little help yeah a little, little tlc mm-hmm. so we did that and um, about two to three months later, we we were about ready, and we had our first soft openings. And after that, that first, I would say, two weeks, it was just insanity. It was really? just nuts. <laughs> we were not expecting. It. We were not expecting it. We had to really. We had to only have limited hours because we were running out of food in our coolers. Our our space, our kitchen space, was so small that we couldn't literally house enough food to make it through the next time we'd get a delivery. We ended up that first year expanding just our, um, we built another cooler outside. Okay. So we have a a walk-in out back where we used to have our dumpsters. We moved our dumpsters to a different enclosure and then we built a whole new cooler. Um, And we had to close off, well, we built another room inside the restaurant where there used to be two tables. So then we built a separated area for our dry storage as well. Wow. Because otherwise there's just, there's no basement. There's, mm-hmm. you was, get it's creative very with small. The space. So we did. Yeah. We, we house a lot of things even underneath the booths themselves. I did not know that. <laughs> yep. There's stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to look around when mm-hmm. I come next. I think that's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. It's, uh, <laughs> you have to do what you have to do. So we finally have it down now we've got a system we have trucks coming basically every day but wednesday okay and with our added space it's we've gotten it to work okay and you and janice you guys spend quite a bit of time at the restaurant I and mean, it's if one of you isn't there the other one is right yes correct we used to only be um closed on mondays originally when we first opened but now we're after covid we decided to close tuesdays as well we were starting to kind of wear ourselves down. Mm. It was too much. And that extra day, it helps because we're still always there Monday, putting away trucks, cleaning, doing little projects. So then Tuesday, we actually get a day to have to ourselves. Sure. And just kind of breathe and recharge a little recharge for a little. next week. Sure. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about COVID. How did you guys handle that? And how did that change your sure. business sure. once you were able to open oh, up fully? Definitely. COVID was scary. It literally, it was very scary time because we had just, Janice, my partner, had just gotten married in Mexico. She got married in Mexico, I think it was March 4th. We got back like the 10th. Um, Mm -hmm. So we had closed for just a few days and we got back. And right after that, uh, that following week, I remember it was St. Patrick's Day. Because our chalkboard where we have our daily specials written stayed corned beef and cabbage until I think it was the end of May. (laughs) That's such a vivid memory. (laughs) Yep. And um, honestly, as a business owner that your business relies on the people, it was, it was terrifying Mm -hmm. because we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know how long it was going to last. We didn't know really anything. It was very new to everybody. Yep. So we decided to, we closed down 
we just kind of sat back and, and looked to see what we could do. And we have a, a nice drive through window in the building that we own. And people hadn't really used it before. Originally, that was part of our first business plan way back when we originally got our SBA loan, that we were going to utilize this window. And we tried for a little bit in the beginning when we first opened. We opened up early, and we wanted to have coffee and different baked goods. Okay. But it didn't really go. There wasn't a huge need for it like we thought, and it was the cost versus what we were bringing in wasn't, it wasn't working to have the employees there to be opened in the overhead. Sure. It, it didn't make sense. So we kind of nipped that in the bud and always wanted to use that window. So honestly, COVID really helped show everybody that we had that feature. Sure. And we have an online ordering system that is great through our website. So you can go to our website, click on the online ordering and it immediately prints right to our kitchen printer and you can pick a time and then you just come through the drive through window, pick it up. And that was our saving grace for COVID. We promoted a lot of family packages. We did a lot of takeout, like um, to feed your family for the week or feed it for a night. You know, we did a lot of Mother's Day things because this was all when everything was shut down. Sure. So that worked out well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that Everybody knows about our drive-through pickup window. It's it's been a huge, a huge factor in increasing our to-go sales. So I'm sure. I, I think there's a lot of businesses that are like, all right, we need a solution. Let's just do this. And I think a lot of those solutions have stuck around. Yeah, you know? for sure. We kept on some staff and rotated them so they could work the drive-through window and keep hours, but yet also they could collect unemployment. And then once. It was time to reopen. We did end up taking out several tables and several bar stools. We did follow the procedures and okay. we we implemented the mask policy with our employees and a lot of people appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I know it was a it was a weird time cuz some people obviously didn't care and some people really yeah. did. And so we just wanted to kind of be yeah, be sensitive, be sensitive, to and everyone. and I can if you that. wanted to come out, know that there was a safe place for you to go. Mm-hmm. And you guys also opened now in Wisconsin. You can't use this all the time, but you have an outdoor area oh, as yeah. well where people can dine. Yes, and that was another thing brought on by COVID. Okay, because after that, and we reopened, there was a huge request, a huge need for an outdoor eating area. And we didn't have one and we didn't really have the space, so we didn't know what to do. But we took away, it was only two parking spaces, which is another limited mm-hmm. thing that we have is a very limited parking area. But when we created what we called the pig pen and we we made some outdoor fencing with pallets and painted everything. And oh, cool. um, it's, it's a really cute atmosphere and people really enjoyed it. So we bring that out every pretty much Memorial Day to Labor Day mm-hmm. uh, based on the weather. Sure. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin can be fickle that way. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so the pig pen, sweet and salty pig, the tipsy pig. Where did you guys come up with that name? Well, we went back and forth a lot when we first were deciding on opening our restaurant. We built our, we kind of created our menu and a lot of it we decided or we discovered was based on bacon. We had bacon in pretty much 80% of all the items that we wanted to do or some sort of pork-related product. Okay. 
So we also wanted to have a bakery case with sweet treats and all that. My partner Janice makes a lot of, she was doing a lot of wedding cakes, a lot of, she makes a lot of sweet treats that she would just bring in for us to eat. Mm-hmm. And so we had a few different names in the beginning, but we ended up on sweet and salty. And pig just flowed because of all the bacon products. <laughs> Well, and I think if anyone takes a look at your menu, if you don't follow Sweet and Salty Pig on Facebook, listeners, get out there and do that because your mouth will not stop watering. <laughs> but you guys, you really cover the spectrum of sweet and salty. We do. We definitely try to. We And we try to put our own twist on it. Our original phrase, or I don't know how what you would call it, but it was... Almost like your own brand on our it. Our own brand was, mm-hmm. um, it was modern comfort food. So that was what we would try to put a twist on with everything. So say we would take something, you know, classic, but we'd want to put a modern twist on it, a sweet and salty spin. Okay. So it's very exclusively yours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain special that has been your favorite over the years? That's probably really hard to choose, but does one stand out? Um, Probably, I would say maybe our our crab and shrimp wonton tacos. Um, Those Mm -hmm. seem to sell amazingly well when we run them. Everybody likes them. We make our own shells out of wontons, and then I make a crab rangoon filling. And then we deep fry and bread some corkscrew shrimp and Mm. put some diced avocado and sweet chili sauce on the top. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. Yep. So those are probably... A favorite. And then also anything egg roll related. My partner Janice rolls the best egg rolls in town. (laughs) And we have two different egg rolls on the menu. We have barbecue pork egg rolls that have pickles and pepper jack cheese inside with them. And we serve them over a bed of coleslaw. And then we also have brunch egg rolls that are filled with scrambled eggs, bacon, green onions, and cheddar cheese. And those get served over a bed of hash browns with our house-made gravy. Wow. So those are constants, but we like to throw in... Some fun ones here and there. We've done spaghetti egg rolls, Reuben egg rolls, bacon cheeseburger egg rolls are actually on the menu over at the Tipsy Pig in okay. North Lac. And um, yeah, you name it, we've tried to That's awesome. do it. I love that. Have you ever had one that's been, that you guys tried it and you were like, nope, that's not going out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's been a few. Yeah, we've had a we've had our share of fails, <laughs> which is you know a failure is a learning experience oh, for sure. And I'm sure the fact that you're laughing, you know, oh yeah, you know that. Yep. But you know, if I I think of even just cooking at home, those things that I make that I'm like, yep, doesn't need to come back. Yeah, right. <laughs> just leave that alone. Yep. And there's some things that yeah, you see it on Pinterest. Oh man, that looks great. Nope, nope, <laughs> it's not. It doesn't work like that in the real world. I don't know how they how they made that happen. Right. But. Right. I think it's the the food photographers, right? Mm. Like they just do a really good job of styling. (laughs) Yeah, they must. They have some sort of secret that we need to know. Uh, Have you ever had a moment, you know, in the last almost five years now where you felt like we did what we set out to do? We opened this restaurant. We I just feel like I've achieved that goal. Or do you feel like you're always constantly striving for more? I would say it's a little bit of both. We have achieved a lot of what we've wanted to do for sure. But at the same time, it's nice to strive for more. We there's always something new to create. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to keep just keep ourselves on our toes and um also as soon as you think, okay, we've done what we've wanted to do, then you think about what more you could do. Like for instance, this winter um we always give a portion of our gift card sales to um the Fond du Lac Area Women's Fund. Okay. Between Black Friday and Christmas, we give them 5% of our sales. And this year 
they have a grant from, I don't know who the grant was from, but it's it's up to $15,000 that they will double whatever we're going to donate. So just right there, I mean, that's really awesome. You yeah. know, we've donated the last four years to them, but this year it's going to be doubled. And mm-hmm. it's such a great organization. And as bu- women business owners, it just means a lot that we can help support mm-hmm. women in the community that need guidance or just a place to stay or food from the food pantry. Sure. Well, I I would think too, as a business owner to go from, this is something we want to do because it's special to us to then having the business go, oh, we've been able to rely on your support for this long and it's, it's making a difference for us so much so that we want to be able to match it or we want to be able to, you know, do more with it. Like, I guess I would think if I were in your position, that's where I'd be like, oh, okay, we're, we're in a spot I didn't know we would be in in five years. Exactly. That was what one of the things our friend, Mr. Much, a fellow baker at Horicon, mm-hmm. said to me too. He said, that means you're on there. You're on in their radar of giving for every year. And sure. They- well, now, now you're, you're stuck too. You can't get out of it. <laughs> that's a good that's spot okay. to be. So that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be stuck there. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Mr. Much, he is a mutual friend of ours, a business banker over at Horicon Bank. He, he is somebody that's been, you know, part of your banking relationship since the very beginning. And when you and I were talking about that, you know, you mentioned that you just really need to, as a business owner, find a really good support system. Mm-hmm. So what did that look like for you guys? Yes, for sure. We, we were really unsure when we first started because we didn't know, I guess, how to go about any of this. This was new water for Janice and I. And I had a friend over at Fox Valley, and he guided us to Mr. Much, who was working there at the time. And he just was such a great support system. He was really intrigued by our menu. He wanted us to succeed. He helped me really pump up my business plan so that we could, you know, follow through with this SBA loan. And then once we got started, he was our number one fan. He would show up all the time. He would get our name out there and just always have a good piece of advice for us. A lot of times Janice and I will come to kind of a pickle and we'll, we won't know what to do about something. And then we call Mr. Munch. <laughs> we put him on speakerphone and we ask him to help us with sure. our, our current situation. Man, that's a real mm-hmm. advisor right there. You know, he always comes through. He usually, sometimes he'll, he won't have much to offer, you know, but other mm-hmm. times it's like, exactly, this is exactly why we called you. And, um, but he's just, he's the nicest man. Him and Ashley are very generous as well. They just donated. We ran a special that they had kind of come up with. They wanted us to do a mac and cheese flight. Oh, cool. And so we did that. And they decided that based on the name, and it was right by Veterans Day, they wanted Mm -hmm. to donate to the Old Glory flight. So we matched that as well and ended up donating. It was about $150 to the Old Glory. So that was great. That is really cool. I know when you guys had your soft open, Craig was definitely a big part of that. And, you know, he was bringing in different groups. And I know anytime he has a business lunch, he's probably over at the sweet and salty pig on our end. We give him a little bit of a hard time about that. But (laughs) I I think it just goes to show kind of Horicon Bank, but also Craig too, just just being there for customers Mm, and saying like, I want to know what you're doing at your business and I want to be a part of it and I want to support it. And you didn't just get that support from Horicon Bank. You worked with Envision Greater Fond du Lac as well. 
and use those resources that are there. That's another part of the support system is those resources that are available. I didn't know how to really give them the numbers that they were looking for, for our startup ideas. And I talked to um, Envision and Jim Cleveland helped me there. And that was, uh, that was a great, a great help with the numbers and the marketing and where to go from. So what would you say is maybe your biggest lesson you've learned in the last five years as a business owner? Well, I would say Yes, you have to surround yourself with people that can support and be there for you. Whether it's a business partner like Janice, who always has my back, you know, and I always have hers. Or it's Mr. Much, a banker that always has our back. He, not just regarding the banking, but anything though, you mm-hmm. know, it's just, I would say with, you can't do as much on your own, obviously, as you can with a whole support system behind you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure that goes you know, even in, in your relationship with your husband, you guys have catered, Sweet and Salty Pick has catered mm-hmm. events for Hork on Bank. And again, it was it was you and your husband that were there. And you said, well, we need his truck, but he's also a part of the business. <laughs> yes. Supporting yep. you, supporting that dream. Yes. He actually, right before we opened the restaurant, he had graduated from EMT school and gotten his license and he was about to be a paramedic. And then we opened and we were so busy that he needed to come on board because he also actually years before that he had gone to culinary school. So he had always been cooking as well. So his paramedic dream is is (laughs) still a dream, Mm -hmm. um, maybe one day. But in the meantime, he is really enjoying being on board. He cooks. He is our maintenance man. He is our tech IT guy. We jokingly call him human resources. Um, He's a jack of all trades and we couldn't do it without him as as well. That's really special. Well, I'm going to get a little inspirational. Not that we haven't already. We've gotten some inspiration here, but a little inspirational for our listeners, Allison. As you know, Horcom Bank is the natural choice. That's more than just a tagline. We try to support environmental causes and and, um, in our communities. So in that spirit, I'm going to give you an interesting animal fact. And I'm going to ask you to turn it into a piece of inspirational advice. And of course, it's about pigs. Oh, so I felt like that was appropriate. Okay. That is appropriate. I like it. Pigs are very smart. <laughs> that's my fact. Oh, no. You knew it already. Oh. That's okay. <laughs> pigs have the intelligence of a human toddler and are ranked as the fifth most intelligent animal in the world. In fact, pigs are more intelligent and trainable than any breed of dog. Isn't that crazy? You see people with pigs as pets and you think like, oh, Lord. But... Apparently it works and they're so smart and they are cute. I mean, (laughs) sometimes I feel bad that we eat so many of them, but um, that was one of my fun facts that I was going to bring to the table today was that this past year we have made 7,851 pounds of bacon in our restaurant. So that's a lot of bacon. Yeah, that's a lot of bacon. Wow. No wonder you need a truck to come every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So between we have peppered bacon and regular bacon and we candy it. and Wow. Yep. Very so, cool. So, but no, those yeah, pigs are smart. Pigs are smart. You wouldn't expect it, but. But yeah, sometimes things come from what you don't expect. And that's another thing that we had talked about earlier was just how, you know, you get your start with something like people make life choices. Like first, you know, I. Went to culinary school years ago. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So that was kind of just, I went that direction because I knew I liked to cook. I knew it was, I was good at it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to waste thousands of dollars uh, trying to get a general degree that I didn't know what I would do. Right. And then lo and behold, it, it brought me here. And 
I think it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. So you never really know what's going to come of. No. And sometimes you look back at those choices and you think, man, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. And yet those are the choices that bring you to some of your greatest joys, some of your greatest accomplishments. Exactly. Which I think is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, before we end the show, Allison, I want to wrap up with a piece of actionable advice. What's one thing that you would like our listeners to take away today they can put into practice right away? I don't know. Think outside the box. As a fellow uh, a friend of mine that passed away this last year, he was a chef, and he always said, don't be a slave to the recipe. And I always remember that when I cook, when I do different things in life, don't be a slave to the recipe. You know, be yourself, be true to yourself, because you don't want to disappoint yourself. You know, you can disappoint other people, but you got to be true to yourself. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing your story today. Like I said, go check out Sweet and Salty Pig in Fond du Lac. Check out the Tipsy Pig in North Fond du Lac. At the very least, follow your Facebook page yes. because it is delicious. Yep. You thank might you get for hungry, though. You will. You will. And then you'll make a trip and then you'll go check it out. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> thank you for coming, Allison. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in. To stay in the loop on all things banking on business related, visit horaconbank.com slash banking on business and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.